Welcome back to another episode of Non-Sexual Soulmates. Uh, this is Kaylee, and surprise, I'm talking to myself this week. Um, <laughs> we have a big announcement. Kayla is on maternity leave officially. So I am figuring out how to steer this ship solo. I feel like I'm a little bit crazy talking to myself, but everybody just bear with me. Um, we're very happy for Kayla and I'm sad for myself because it's definitely not as fun talking to myself. But if you've been listening, you know that Kayla has really wanted to be focused on herself, healing, and the baby for the first 40 days. And obviously, I'm going to do everything I can to facilitate that from just this little snippet portion of her life. So that is where my cohort is. And depending on how things go, we might have little little beeps, little check-ins. Um from Kayla here and there for the next couple of weeks, but don't worry, don't lose faith. Um, after I think we've we've planned on four weeks of her just kind of checking out of recording, she will be back. She will have a great birth story to share with us. She told me she's kind of been taking some notes along the way. Super excited to hear that, and yeah. We'll be here for it. It's Kayla over here. Um, definitely a different format. I am not on this podcast, but I wanted to chime in and tell you why. And that's because our son decided to come four weeks early. So surprise, uh, we have our baby. He is here with us and is so perfect and precious. So over the next few weeks, um, Kaylee's going to be taking over a bit um, and I am on maternity leave. So we are so excited. Kenny and I are just so in love. Uh, we decided on a name, which I can share with you guys now. His name is Caden Michael Brooks. He was born May 19th of 23. You all know that we record a bit early. Uh, we're ahead of schedule. So by the time you're hearing this, he will be quite a bit older. But yeah, he was born May 19th, a couple days after his dad's birthday. So he just wanted to be another Taurus in the family, I guess. So what else? What else can I tell you guys? We're going to do a whole birth story podcast, so I'm very, very excited to share all the details, but I'll give you a few little snippets. Um, since he was four weeks early, he was a little bit smaller, six pounds, seven ounces, but luckily we did not have to stay uh, in the NICU. We were discharged the next day, so everything was honestly, you know, as good as it could have been. We are so grateful. Can't wait to share the birth story with you guys, so look out for that. And we just appreciate everyone and your well wishes. I'm excited to start this new chapter of our lives. And thank you, shout out to Kaylee, for holding down the non-sexual soulmates uh, episodes as we continue to roll these out weekly and while I take a little bit of time. So I'll have a few little snippets here and there while I am off recovering and spending time with Kaden. So hopefully you guys enjoy and I'm excited to get back into it in a few weeks. So anyhow, thanks for joining me and thanks for coming back. 
Hopefully listening to just me talk to myself won't be too deathly painful. Um, I don't know. This is already feeling very weird, but we're going to figure it out, you guys. We're going to figure it out. So anyway, as per usual, if you've been listening, you know that I like to start off every episode with a question. And I guess it'll have to be sort of hypothetical slash to myself this week. Um, But I've been really having some feelings about online recipes. So my question is, do y'all... Do y'all look up recipes online? How do you find your recipes? What what are you doing? Are you meal prepping? Are you getting a meal delivery service? Because here's the thing. I nerd alert. I nerd alert plan out all of my meals. So on like Sunday, I figure out what I'm doing. I grocery shop, blah, blah. But for the last, I don't know, six or seven years now, I use Pinterest to get all of my recipes and at least to get ideas. You'll learn I don't follow recipes very well. It's kind of a, a personal vendetta I have against I don't being told what to do, I guess. Um, but Pinterest is so helpful and there's so many blogs and food locate, you know, just stuff you can find for inspiration. Pinspiration is what they call it, I think. Here's the thing, though. Is anybody else bothered by the literal encyclopedia of information you have to scroll through before you can actually get to the recipe? Now, I will say that I have seen some people do this thing where it'll be like click to recipe so you can jump past all the like jibber jabber but bro when I'm just trying to like plan my meals and look up a recipe I don't I don't need to know about Nana's favorite I don't any of it I don't even know where to begin. I don't need to know the journey of how the flour grew from wheat that was grown in your home state where you were conceived and how on the night of the full moon you came up with this recipe and how it gives you so much joy and makes your husband's wiener hard when you make this particular dish. Like, I just want to know ingredients so I can write them on my grocery list. Number two, tell me the order and the quantities in which I add the ingredients to the bowl. And then tell me for what amount of time and at what temperature do I cook the ingredients. You know what else is bullshit? How long they tell you it's going to take. I swear to God, every meal is like... 30 minutes. I don't know what kind of voodoo people are using to cook their chicken, but never in the life of my whole life has a chicken breast ever taken me anything under than like 40 minutes to cook all the way through, especially if I'm baking it. Maybe it's because I'm using like hormone infused jumbo chickens that have like Chernobyl sized breasts. 
but never in the history of a 30 minute dinner has any dinner taken me 30 minutes. So I already have a complaint about that. All of this is just to say, is anybody else as bothered as I am? Or am I just angry in space by myself? Might just be me. All right, well, listen, here's the deal. And Kayla and I might talk about this more at a later date, but I have been cooking for long enough that I feel like I'm good at siphoning out all the flim flam. So if a recipe for a slow cooker tells me that I need to like brown the outside, saute the onions, I'm not fucking doing it. Here's the thing, people. Might it taste better if I added a little bit of like sizzle to the onion before I put it in the slow cooker? Maybe. But do you know what? The purpose of a slow cooker is that I can dump all of the ingredients into one location and I can push one button and then I can leave my house. If I was going to sit here and dirty a pan to brown some shit and then take that out and let it cool and then saute some other shit, why would I just not cook all of that bullshit the day that I want to make the meal? Like the purpose is that I'm saving myself from cooking, not that I'm pre-cooking the night before so that I can pretend like it was easier in the morning. So I will be sharing with you today what I call lazy salsa chicken, because this is my version of what I wish recipes online said when they were trying to give us quick tips on how to make a 30 minute weeknight meal. And I promise you, if you make this to prep in your slow cooker, that you won't have to dirty a single dish. And there's no way it will take you more than 15 minutes unless you don't know how to operate a can opener. Number one, the ingredients you will need. Chicken breasts, whatever quantity you want. One packet, two packet, figure out what fits in your slow cooker. Go with it. Number two. Beans. You pick the beans. You like black beans? Black beans. Red beans? Use red beans. You want black and navy? Fucking do it. No one's going to die. You shove those in there. Number three. Do you like corn? Add some. You don't like corn? Don't put it in there. Number four. You're going to take a can of salsa. Any can. Jar. Probably, Probably comes in a jar. Just dump the whole jar in there. Swirl it around a little bit. Maybe make sure it's there. The end. Isn't that amazing? All you got to do the next day, put it in the slow cooker. Beep. Turn the button on. I don't know. Six hours on high. Eight hours on low. Fifteen hours on medium. Whatever you want. It's up to you. Guess what? You can use chicken thighs. You can use chicken breasts and chicken thighs. Do you know why? Because it's not that fucking serious. I'm so tired of recipes pretending. Like if you don't use the exact thing that they specify, it's going to turn out like dog shit. Because it's probably not. Here's the key to cooking. Make sure that your ingredients that might give you a disease like salmonella, excuse me, are cooked all the way. And if you're nervous and you're not sure, get a thermometer. They're so cheap. Just stab it in there. Google the safe temperature for chicken. 
bada boom, bada bing. You'll never have to second guess yourself again. And then you'll get used to what it looks like and feels like and smells like when it's cooked and you won't have to worry about it. But I think a lot of people have fear of just like getting started. I I don't know if I did or not because I've been cooking for a long time. But really, the secret to the sauce is just trying it out. So yes, use Pinterest, but take it with a grain of salt because it's not that serious. By contrast, let me just show you, let me just tell you what this recipe would sound like if I were a food blogger. Pardon me while I get a drink of water. Imagine you click on my food blogger page. On the header, we have a picture of a perfectly white kitchen, white cabinets, a beautiful granite countertop, a big white farm sink, and I'm pretending as though that's my kitchen. Nothing like my kitchen. And then you see a photo of me in an apron with my hair done and some fake lashes but not enough makeup that it doesn't look natural. And I'm holding a big bowl and a whisk and it's as if they've captured me in the perfect morning sunlight. And I'm just looking like, ha 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 ha. I love being in the kitchen. All right, right? So you click on my page, that's what it would look like. And then in the introduction, it would say, hello, welcome to my page. I am just so passionate about cooking and empowering women who work to make simple weeknight meals that are both nutritious and delicious. <laughs> Join me today as I describe one of my personal favorite meals. I like to call it chicken with a spicy sauce. I don't know. I can't come up with something bougie. One day when I was sitting upon my front porch, the birds were singing and I thought to myself, damn, I really love chicken and I really love salsa. How can I combine these two things into a delicious feast for my wonderful family? Well, you see, I went to the grocery store and I looked down the aisle and after doing a complete scientific and thorough analysis, I decided that I would use this specific chicken brand, which pays me this amount of money so that I mentioned them to make you use them so I can keep making these ridiculous blog posts. Next, I went down the next aisle and found salsa and it was this brand that pays me this amount of money. I'm not going to keep doing this. You get the gist. It would go on and on and on. And if I were a person that were making these normal recipes, I would probably tell you to pull out your chicken thighs, saute each one on both sides so they get a nice little brown, pull it off, set it aside, dice up your onions, saute them lightly in butter, add salt, add pepper. But I'd probably tell you the exact amounts. A teaspoon? I don't know. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Then I'd probably tell you, I don't know, combine all of those things and stir them up in your slow cooker 
with your salsa and your beans and I would have dictated to you exactly which beans and salsa you were supposed to use, making you feel like if you didn't use those exact ones, it was going to taste like dog shit. But that's what I'm saying. The miracle of all miracles is it's fine. And if you're using a slow cooker, it's extra fine. And you might be asking me, well, isn't this going to be a little bit bland? Yeah, it might be. But here's the wonderful thing. You can add salt to your slow cooker meal at any point in its slow cooking process. So add some in the beginning when you're mixing all of the stuff together, throw in a little bit of pepper. I mean, you can get crazy. Add some cumin, garlic, onion. None of that stuff's going to taste bad and you're not going to do anything wrong. If you're dumb enough to add something like cinnamon or, I don't know, sugar, nutmeg, to a dish with chicken and salsa, I think there's a larger issue at hand and maybe you should stay out of the kitchen. But for a normal person that has eaten normal foods, I think you could pretty well smell any spice in your cabinet and say, this smells like something that would taste good with salsa, or this doesn't. And if it does, try it. And if it doesn't, don't. I don't know. A couple of sprinkles? Again, the best thing about cooking that's not like baking is it's pretty hard to mess this stuff up. And you can always add more. So if you're nervous about it, just err on the side of caution. And then when your meal is you know, done cooking at the end of the day and you try it and it tastes a little bland, add some salt, stir it around, and then try it again. And if it still tastes bland, you can keep doing that an infinite number of times. Amazing. So yeah, that's how you make lazy salsa chicken. You shove it in the slow cooker. It comes out. User preference, you can use two forks and shred your chicken so it's kind of like a big slurry in there you can pull out the chicken breasts or chicken thighs one at a time and just kind of serve them whole with the thing totally up to you then if you really want to get crazy you can sprinkle some cheddar cheese on top or some sour cream or some green onions or chives or taco sauce or hot sauce or pickled jalapenos. The choices are endless. What you don't want to do is add chocolate chips or caramel drizzle. I think that's all pretty obvious. Now, this is my favorite thing about cooking weeknight dinners. If I make a slow cooker meal, it's just me and Jason and the little snippets he gives to the dogs. So, I'll make a big pot in the slow cooker and then whatever's left, I freeze because there's easily going to be enough for another meal. Hold on to your horses, people. You can take this very meal that you just made. You can thaw it later when you want to eat it again. You can shove it inside of a tortilla and pretend like it's a whole new recipe and that you made burritos because turns out salsa, chicken, and beans tastes pretty fucking good inside of a tortilla. Dun 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 I promise you that if you make either of those two scenarios on this meal, there is nothing about it that's going to take you longer than 15 minutes. 
again, unless you don't know how to open cans or if you have a hard time with a jar of salsa or if you have a fear of raw chicken and you have to wash your hands for 10 minutes after you touch it. But it shouldn't be too complicated. This is weird talking to myself, you guys. It's also weird to take a drink of water when it's only me talking because that just sounds like dead space. I'm probably going to end up editing that out so you may not notice it when this actually drops. It's been much more convenient to drink while Kayla's been talking. So, in conclusion, if you're afraid of cooking, don't be. It's not that serious. If you're writing recipes and cooking blogs, I'm sorry that I made so much fun of you, but maybe put your recipe at the top so that if I want to hear your entire life story and the heritage of your heirloom tomatoes, I can choose to do so after I found the essential information. And maybe if people, if you have to put the recipe at the bottom of the webpage for people to actually read the content that's above it, maybe the content's not that good. Sorry. But anyway, if you're thinking about maybe making weeknight meals or trying to prep meals out, um, I don't know. It just doesn't have to be that hard. And maybe shopping every day or intermittently or just kind of cooking things on a whim works for you. And honestly, that sounds really nice, but I don't have that personality where I can just wing it. And also I have found that I have just made too many decisions during the day. By the time that I get done with work, I don't want to have to come home and make any more decisions. And I found that the easiest way for me to avoid that is to basically have already dictated to myself what I'm going to eat for the week. Because I know myself well enough to know that if I don't already have something thawed or prepped or mapped out to myself to cook for dinner that night, it will be so much easier for me to be like, I'm going to go get pizza. Or I'm going to order takeout. Because Jason... In his kindness is always saying we don't have to you don't have to cook we can go get something to eat which is nice knowing that i don't have to but i can't fit into my pants if i eat out every night and maybe you can so good for you and live that life up but if you're struggling with weeknight meals and you don't really know how to start or you're really annoyed every day when you have to come home and figure out what to make I promise if you just put a ounce or two of effort in at the beginning of the week, it can make it go so much more smoothly. So I guess I'm kind of going now on a deep dive of how I plan my meals, but I have a little, it's just like notepad that magnetizes itself to my refrigerator and I literally just write out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and... I list out the names of the meals. I have all of the recipes that I've liked or kind of saved over the months in Pinterest. And at this point, I've been cooking long enough that I like kind of already know it's in there and I'm pretty like okay with coming up with ideas. So 
sometimes I go back and look at stuff. Sometimes I don't. Things like my lazy salsa chicken. I can throw that in the rotation whenever I want. But I'll just write them down. And as I write down each thing that I'm making, I might make a quick note to myself of a side that I'm going to have with it. Um... I don't know, just stuff like that. And then I use my phone to keep a grocery list. So it's super simple for me to just kind of map things out that way. I write down all the ingredients that I need and I just carve out some time on a Saturday or a Sunday to run to the grocery store. And if you haven't been able to tell by now, I don't have the most patience with the public because I'm serving the public all day at my job. So I would much rather when I'm in weekend mode, go to the grocery store and just like lazily plop through the aisles, then go on a Tuesday after work and want to murder anybody in like a 10 foot radius. So I'll map all that out, write out all of my ingredients, no big deal. I buy them. If I'm really feeling ambitious, like I was this week, I will just dump all the ingredients for each slow cooker meal into a freezer bag and shove it in the refrigerator. I understand that I'm using plastic and it's probably not the best for the environment, but it's good for my mental health and I'll use a reusable grocery bag when I go to the grocery store and even and out. So get off my dick. Excuse me. But even if I don't do any extra meal prep, it still makes my weeknights pretty simple. The other thing that has been life-changingly helpful for me is doing what I mentioned earlier, where I'll make a big batch of something, put the remaining half after we've eaten into a freezer bag, and then freeze it so that I'm really only cooking like two or three new meals every week because I'm always putting stuff in the freezer, which means I'm always able to pull stuff out and we have two, maybe three thawed meals per week, which is awesome. So it takes a little bit to like get the momentum built up on that, but it's really nice. And we're shitty at eating leftovers. So this has been a nice way for me to save myself from eating leftovers and prevent myself from wasting food and wasting money. And Again, you freeze it. You don't necessarily even have to eat it next week. You could eat it in two weeks. But it's such a relief to be able to go into the freezer and just you know, know that on Wednesday we're eating a thawed meal. So I'm just going to pull it out, plop it somewhere, reheat it, good to go. I'll do a lot of stuff that's kind of similar to a casserole. So like I'll do it like if I do chicken pot pie, You're like, how do you save that and reheat it? Let me tell you the tale. Put half in the freezer when you thaw it. Pull it out. Just mash everything up. Like, just mash up all of the rest of the crust so it's just like a a bunch of bits. Shove all of that in a small oven-safe container, and then all you have to do is melt some butter, stir in some breadcrumbs, and you can just sprinkle that on the top, and it's like a new crust. Or you could do like crushed up crack Ritz crackers with butter. Or if you don't want to add more like bread product, you could just top it with cheese. 
and then whenever i'm reheating stuff i try to do it in the oven if i can especially for things like that because it just makes things taste i don't know you get like a roasty top um but my secret ingredient is heavy cream which i guess everyone who thinks that they want to go on a diet is probably cringing so you could use chicken broth or milk um but you just pour you know a little dab of that in there a couple tablespoons if you need some type of measurement reference just to keep things from drying out and that can be a really easy way just to reconstitute old meals so that's it you guys I don't want to sit here and ramble on for an hour because that would be horrible. Um, I hope you weren't too terribly bored. It's hard for me to crack jokes when it's to myself. It's not as fun. I am definitely fueled by people laughing at me. Um, but that is my honest take on recipes my honest insight into how i meal prep and my realistic way to cook more at home and not go out without making myself feel like i'm really overwhelmed or that i want to die or that i resign myself to just eating cereal every night and sending jason to pick up whataburger for himself so I don't know if it's helpful to you great if you think it's stupid sorry um next week i'll be telling you a few less practical things but just after kayla was talking about her meal prep with the baby coming and all of that good stuff i thought it might just be fun to kind of insert sort of real life practical things into this whole mess that we've been doing um I don't know. Maybe it makes things more simple for you. But we've talked a lot about burnout and we've talked a lot about being tired and feeling overwhelmed. So I thought it might be nice to just sort of point out a few more ways that you can cut out some bullshit in your life and simplify things. And I don't know. Hopefully make your weekdays, you know, your working days on whatever days they fall a little bit easier. So thanks for tuning in, my turkeys. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for coming back. I'm so thankful. Shout out to Kayla and Kenny. I love you both. I hope you're nestled in your beautiful house with your sweet baby and your doggies and just feeling at home. Um, if anyone has any feedback, if anyone tries this recipe and likes it, let me know. Or if you have any spins or takes or if anyone has any of their own easy weeknight recipes that they'd like to share please reach out we've got our phone number and our email at the end of the show or in the show notes so that you can let us know because i don't know i love food i love sharing food i love talking about food tell me what you do all right people I'll be here next week to tell you about my early investment plan. Please stay tuned. It's riveting. I thought it was going to be so good when I was eight. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. Anyway, I love you. Thank you. I feel like I have to say, okay, love you, bye, even though I'm only saying it to myself. And I will see you next Tuesday.
I don't know how to stop this. I got so nervous about saying goodbye that I forgot to stop it. Okay, bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Non-Sexual Soulmates Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend and consider subscribing and reviewing. It would mean the world. You can find our faces and more outrageous content over on Instagram at non-sexual underscore soulmates and on TikTok at non-sexual soulmates. Our full videos are also on YouTube. If you want to share your own stories, we'd love to hear them. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. You can find our phone number, email, and all of our other links in the show notes. Until next time, you turkeys.